This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. We are in the thick of wedding season right now. The editors at Cosmopolitan.com are basically going to weddings every weekend. That's all we talk about in our work chat besides, you know, work. And we've noticed that the traditional bride is not as common these days. So many women out there are planning weddings off the beaten path. We asked our married Cosmo girls to share with us their non-traditional wedding themes. And we heard so many amazing responses ranging from bridesmaids and groomsmen dressed as Jedis from Star Wars to an entire wedding that revolved around the groom love of fishing. Needless to say, I can't resist but dive a little deeper and talk about this trend of throwing a themed wedding. I'm Lisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. And even though I've never had a wedding, that is what we are talking about all day today. Joining me on the panel today is Cosmopolitan.com's associate editor, Tess Komen, who is here because she just had a wedding. I did. It's over. It's (laughs) over. Um, Tess, this was actually, this podcast was loosely inspired. I mean, we were kind of talking about crazy weddings. We write about them on the site all the time. You've written a handful of post about them um but this was in part because you just finished your wedding and I feel like you were feeling such like a post-wedding like summertime sadness about it that's exactly what it was some kind of like withdrawal right um that we're slowly getting over right so does it help your (laughs) withdrawal to just be spending the next like 40-ish minutes talking about weddings yeah of course um I think that the more I can talk about weddings, the happier I'll the better. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I do want to clarify, you did not have a crazy themed wedding. Did you have any kind of like, you had like a, a regs wedding, but a very special, beautiful one. It was a special, beautiful, uber Jewish wedding. Uber Jewish wedding. So, so that was that way it was themed. Yeah. Um, did you have any kind of like, did you have like the, did you do the like Pinterest board? Like, did you have kind of like a theme or inspo in your mind? Um, I hate to be this person, but I really love the whole Beauty and the Beast aesthetic. Oh. So when I was Pinteresting. Very trendy right now. Very trendy right now. Um, So when I was on Pinterest and when I was meeting with all the vendors, like that was the idea I had in mind. Like like fairy tales, castles, romance, Yeah, like super super candlelit, lots of like golds and ambers and purples and just like a very pretty romantic kind of thing. I spent like basically the first day you were back from your honeymoon, we like... I made you show you. I made you show me all your wedding photos yeah. on your phone. It was so beautiful. Um, and I also want to talk for a second. Not that again, this has anything to do with crazy wedding themes, which is the actual topic of today's episodes. But your bridesmaids looked so gorgeous. Thank can you. you like for people who haven't seen a photo on your phone of your bridesmaids? Can you talk through kind of what they were wearing and like the theme there? Yeah. Um, it was very like Pinterest goals. It was very. Thank you so much. That's the first time I'm hearing that. But. Um, I was really into the whole mismatching thing that I'd seen a million and four, you know, beautiful brides do. Um, And this designer, Jenny Yu, who's like right by Penn Station for anyone who's in New York, 
Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I didn't know she was like she, down the street. Yeah, no, it was so easy um, for almost everyone involved. Um, she just makes a few dresses, but in a million and four different colors. Yeah. So it's really fun to like mix and match. Um, so my maid of honor was in like rose gold sequins, which was insane. And she actually got like a full sequin dress. Full sequins. Yeah. She actually got caught on my tool at one point, and then I <laughs> banished her to the other side of the pictures. But she looked <laughs> incredible. Um, and then my other bridesmaids were alternating in dresses that were chai and fig colored, respectively. What is chai and what is fig? <laughs> chai is like a pinky nude. Yeah. It was almost like a champagne yeah rosé that's exactly what it was it was yeah. like kind of like a yeah like a a nude rosé yeah <laughs> like a white wine I don't right. know I don't know what it was um and fig was like kind of a, a muted purple yeah so when you put those two next to the rose gold sequins it looked really really pretty it was so pretty <laughs> it was you. so pretty it was so like girly and so like 2017 and yes. just like absolutely gorgeous and like I feel like <laughs> fit in with the sort of like dark glamour of the candlelight and yes. the like gold that was the idea yeah and um so your wedding was beautiful have you been to any have you had attended any crazy themed weddings um, not a themed wedding, but it's funny that you say Star Wars. I did go to one in Seattle whose groom walked down the aisle to the Star Wars theme song, but really like loud and all of a sudden. So it took everyone off guard and then nothing else had to do with Star Wars right. for the rest of the day. It's almost like, is that weirder to like not have a Star Wars themed wedding, but just like throw that like anthem in there for yeah. that crucial moment? Debatable. I, you know, he was happy. It was a great wedding. Um, so yes and no. Wait, what song did you walk down the aisle to? Um, fall, can't help falling in love with you. Whatever that Elvis song oh, is. I love how I thought you you. I thought for a second you like forgot. But I no, didn't you forget. Knew it was on the tip of your but thumb. Michael, my husband, um, walked down to Justin Timberlake's "My Love," <laughs> which he love. really insisted on because he was like, everyone will know and just be so like impressed that I chose that song it's like okay that's what they'll think sure right exactly a good JT moment I love that um and do you have a favorite like crazy themed wedding from pop culture god I keep seeing these like Jurassic Park dinosaur photoshopped weddings yeah where the bride and groom and the bridal parties are like make-believe running through a field that doesn't exist and there's a photoshopped dinosaur behind them right do you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about my <laughs> sister did this my sister did the engagement photos a few years ago when she got married that were sort of like a uh, fake zombie attack i love that i love that i've definitely like written a post that is um the tk most photoshopped oh, crazy yeah. wedding pictures of all time yeah i don't know but i've seen the zombie one um I also just this morning pitched a story about a groom and his groomsmen who were all wearing football helmets. Oh. Because they like football and his new wife wanted to make him happy. So there's a oh bunch of pictures if you Google it. It's like Miami Dolphin football helmet wedding. Oh my god. That I cannot today. I cannot imagine if all my wedding photos had men wearing football helmets. That yeah. actually sounds terrible. But in general, I think this theme of crazy weddings, like for one thing, it feels a little inevitable with social media. Like all these images are getting shared. I think people get really inspired by like 
even if you don't know somebody that's had a crazy wedding or a crazy themed wedding, you've seen the pictures all of your feed. You've seen them on Cosmo and elsewhere. So I think that makes people feel, it gives people permission to feel like their day can be creative beyond the sort of traditional um, wedding themes that we're all kind of used to. So I think that's kind of fun. And I also yeah. think it's like, you know, because you just got married, it's like a wedding is hella expensive. And if you're going to drop all this money, like you, you know, people are always looking for ways to make their special day memorable. And what's yeah. more memorable than Star Wars? I think a lot of people are setting the bar very high with their themed engagement shoots. Yes. And then there's only one way to go from there. Right. <laughs> um, you can't have like dinosaur engagement photos yes. and then have just like a basic wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's been kind of intriguing to track the trend of just insanely creative engagement shoots. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind was that crazy hunting one where a bride was hanging a groom upside down like an animal she had oh just Oh my shot. god, I didn't even see that. And it was it like, I scary. caught him. <laughs> Okay. Congratulations. Oh my god, that is like everyone. overload. I have to say I feel like the other sort of like mage trend that is happening at RN is like the drone photography. <laughs> Which of course like at first we were all a little like eye rolly about, but like now I even feel like weddings aside for my own personal Instagram game, I'm like the only way to step it up is to have a drone. <laughs> You're not wrong, and I have yeah. actually thought about this a lot lately because yeah. My mind was single-handedly changed by one of our coworkers' drone wedding picture. Yeah. Um, because I was vehemently opposed to that, um, just in theory. But then I saw this, like, ethereal Hawaiian wedding shot. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you can physically only do that with a drone, so maybe we all need to invest. Right, For exactly. the sake of our followings. And <laughs> Tess, you also just went on an amazing honeymoon to Greece, and you were posting, like, I mean, I feel like it's impossible to take a bad picture there, was what yes. it seemed like, because it's so beautiful. But was there a part of you that was like, the only way to step it up is like, I need a drone? <laughs> yeah, when we were like on the ruins and shit. Like, right. <laughs> no, right. I don't know. Right. I'm kidding. Um, no, Michael brought like his, what he thinks is a professional camera. So we, we did that and we're sorely lacking in drone photos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to go back. <laughs> like, so. I'm going to deep dive onto this on, to, on next week's podcast, drones. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But maybe not kidding. I love that. Um, were there any traditions, um, before we just call some of our friends who have had some crazy wedding themes, were there any traditions at your wedding that were really, really important to you or any that you were like, I am absolutely not doing X, Y, and Z thing? I personally hate the bouquet toss. Oh, so and did you skip it? I skipped it. You skipped it. Did any, Was your mom like, you're not doing a bouquet toss? No. Also, no one my, cared. Like, everyone loved their flowers. I was like, please take them with. Like, I don't know. I yeah. didn't want to give them to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, do people still do that garter thing? I feel like. I definitely feel like that is traditional, but it seems like it's kind of like fallen out of favor. Because yeah. I don't actually, I know like one person in my circle of friends over the past 10 years that did that. But yeah. No because one of my mom's like older friends gave me her garter from her wedding oh, day. Oh, creepy. And made a whole like, it was like a whole debacle that she was like, I don't have a daughter. And so I'm giving this to oh, you. Oh, that's actually so sweet. And I was like, oh God, I have to wear it. So I like put it on for her to come. She's never going to listen to this podcast. Right. It's fine. <laughs> um, I put it on so she could like come see it and then she left and I was just like okay yeah um that makes me uncomfortable I don't think I ever would have even thought of it had she not I didn't actually know that that was a thing that was like passed down through generations like I think of a garter and being kind of like the underwear family yeah (laughs) not that it's underwear it doesn't like touch your special parts yeah (laughs) I think this was the exception to the rule 
um, and had some kind of sentimental value to her, and she just wanted to see it yeah. passed on. It's actually so sweet. I, I mean, like, poll, like, would you give someone your garter? <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know. <laughs> Tweet us but, and let us know. <laughs> Um, and definitely let us know, all you podcast listeners out there, let us know if you've had a themed wedding. We'll read your letters on the next episode. Yeah. And speaking of themed weddings, let's go ahead and call up one of our friends that did, in fact, dive deep into a crazy wedding theme. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So exciting. Our first guest today took her love of Harry Potter, one of my faves, and turned that into the theme of her wedding. Here to share with us all the details of her unique day is Alicia Bales. Welcome, Alicia. How are you? I am doing good. Good. When was your wedding? It was just this past November 12th. Oh, congratulations. Thank um, you. And so why did you decide to have an untraditional wedding? Well... My relationship with my now husband, it still feels a little weird, even though it's been a few months, has been non-traditional the whole time. I was the first to approach him. I asked him on the first date, and we decided to get married as a couple, and then I actually was the one to propose. And so it only felt right for us to have our wedding be untraditional, just to kind of go along the lines of how our relationship has been. And are you a huge, huge, huge Harry Potter super fan? That's an understatement. I have two Harry Potter tattoos. My car is named after a Harry Potter character. It's been a huge part of my life. So when you, so probably when you just, you kind of knew you wanted maybe all along to have an untraditional wedding, it probably almost felt like a no-brainer to go with the Harry Potter theme. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole part of Harry Potter is that it's magical. Yeah. Which is wizards magic and getting married is magical. And it seemed obvious and fitting and perfect. (laughs) And so how did you incorporate the Harry Potter theme into your wedding dress? So there was a a bunch of different things that happened. Some of them, there were some surprises that I didn't even know that happened that were Harry Potter themed. Um, But the main thing was I wanted to put in just nice little ties to it. So we had I created posters, you know, the wanted poster of Sirius Black that they yes. had up everywhere, and then they had of Harry Potter. I put that, and I put the picture of my husband and I in it and told everybody wanted to, you know, fall in love, drink, dance, and have fun with your friends tonight. And Aww. in our vows, we spoke about Harry Potter and a bunch of different signs. Our cake was the monster book of monsters, and it had a snitch on it that my friend made for me. That's like a was, deep breath. that's not just like a sorting hat cake (laughs) no it was amazing my friend offered to make it for us and so I just kind of said you know I love Harry Potter I'm going to leave it open to you he also loves Harry Potter and so I said whatever you think will look great go ahead and do it and it it turned out better than I could have ever expected and how did you find a Harry Potter themed location Well, I have been dancing since I was three years old, and I teach dance lessons in a dance studio in Chicago, and it's part of this fine arts building, and they have a theater inside of it that they just restored. It's been out of commission for, I don't even know, a really long time, and it was rotting, and they redid it, and when they let us go and look at it for the first time after it was remodeled, it just felt so magical, almost Mm -hmm. like in the movies when you go into the Great Hall for the first time. I just, I knew this was perfect, and it just fit with me being a dancer, being on stage my whole life, and then also having that magic aspect of Harry Potter. 
Um, I'm just like getting goosebumps. It sounds so magical. <laughs> Did you work with a wedding planner or anyone closely to help you plan all of these special details? No, I I did it all myself. We we paid for everything on our own. So we had a budget that we had to work with and a wedding planner was not part of that. But I will admit, I love planning things. And that was really fun for me. So even if we did have the money for it, I don't think I would have hired a planner. Right. You wanted to be involved and you had a really specific vision that you wanted to sort of see through. So if you weren't working with a planner and you were kind of dealing with vendors and stuff like that on your own, or it sounds like you had a lot of friends that were involved in lending their creative talents, did you run into anybody that you felt like really like didn't get the theme or sort of didn't get what you were going for? Or do you feel like most people, you said Harry Potter and they were like, I get it. I think the Harry Potter thing a lot of people got, but I think when it came to the untraditional aspects of my wedding, I did get a lot of pushback mm. just because I I didn't wear a white dress and I didn't have bridesmaids or groomsmen. Our flower girl was a drag queen and people were like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you doing? And, you know, I luckily am a strong person. I was like, no, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And so I did. And it was wonderful. But, you know, it, there was parts where it was hard where people kept saying, no, you can't do that. That's not a wedding. I'm like, that's my wedding and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that Tess and I were talking about before we jumped on the phone with you is that I think with social media, it has sort of been a real spark of creativity for a lot of people. You know, 10 years ago, maybe you felt more like you had to stick to the sort of traditional wedding. But like now, I'm sure your your images from your wedding are floating around the internet somewhere and it's just easier to sort of get inspired and get ideas. Do you feel like any anyone in your own circle of friends or in your family was inspired by your wedding? Absolutely. I actually have a friend who's getting married this October and she's also having the same wedding and she's doing a Halloween theme and she's struggling with a lot of the same things that I did. And so she'll come to me and say, is it okay that I have this because it's non-traditional? And I said, do you remember what I did at my wedding? You can do whatever you want. It's your day. And I think that's helped her out a lot when she gets pressure from other people to say she has to have something some way. She can look at what I did and say, you know what? She did it and it was fine and I can do that too. Yeah, you're like, girl, remember, the drag queen. (laughs) You're like, it's okay. (laughs) Did you have a favorite detail or moment from your wedding? No, I think there would be two. Obviously, having my husband and I say our vows to each other was, and I'll try not to get emotional, but it was (laughs) the most amazing moment ever. But there was a huge surprise that my husband and some of my friends put on for me. So as I walked down to the aisle, which I did walk down to Hedwig's theme from Harry Potter, (laughs) but as I got about halfway down the aisle, everyone in the audience stood up and they all had homemade wands that my friends made. And they stood up and they lifted their wands and they said, Lumos, and my knees buckled. I had to grab onto my dad. I thought I was going to pass out. It was so amazing. I couldn't. I just it's I have goosebumps thinking about oh it. Oh my god, I'm so like, do I. Yeah, I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet and so special. And I feel like also proves that those sort of, you know, there's been so much industry around weddings and sometimes it feels like you have to spend one million dollars to have these special details, but that feels like a really sort of homegrown touch that ended up being obviously such a highlight. Oh, yeah. And I think exactly what you just said. You don't have to spend a ton of money to have a special wedding. Having a special wedding means that you make the details about you instead of about traditional wedding. And Mm -hmm. that's how my wedding came together. And we didn't break the bank. 
Um, can do you feel comfortable sharing how much you spent on your wedding? Yeah, I'm trying to calculate exactly what it was. You know, we probably spent, and this I'll take the ring out of it because my husband and I both paid for the ring together. Mm-hmm. Which is again, the whole non-traditional thing. Um, but I would say. Uh, ten to fifteen thousand max. Yeah, good for With you. Food, booze, decorations, venue, dress, everything together um, was probably at about that. Uh, just because, honestly, going the non-traditional route, you save a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's. I think that's really. Um, and thank you for being honest about that. I think that's yeah. important for people to know because I think sometimes people think if you're going to have you know if you really want to go hard on a theme almost like that will cost more but it sounds like there I'm sure there were some things that you cut out that are sort of more traditional and then you could spend that money in the sort of more meaningful ways oh absolutely and getting a non-traditional dress too saved me so much money my dress was actually a pageant dress that was silver with tons of rhinestones on it and feathers and not going to a bridal store where they jack the prices up just because it's a wedding right. saved me so much money. That's amazing. Um, and did you guys go to Harry Potter World for your honeymoon? <laughs> I wish we did not. We we went to Jamaica just because, as any bride knows, planning a wedding is so stressful. And all I wanted to do was have a drink in hand 24-7 and lay at a beach. Yeah. But I actually just went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter last month. So oh I my got god! My fix in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you have a. I guess you have a whole lifetime to go to the Harry Potter yeah. world. Um, and so, if you could do it all over again, is there anything you would do differently? You know, I think the only thing that I regretted was not starting the day earlier. Hmm. I live in Chicago and. You do everything late at night. I mean, if you get to the bars before 11, there's no one there. And so that's kind of the mindset that I was in when I was planning my wedding. So we didn't start our ceremony until 7.30. And I felt really rushed because, honestly, all I really wanted to get to was dancing and hanging out with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think if we would have started a little bit earlier, I wouldn't have felt so rushed. But when it came to the details and the execution of them, there's nothing I would have changed. It was absolutely amazing. That, what a good feeling to have, to feel like everything about it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the only thing is you wish it could have been even longer. Um, <laughs> Tess is herself, Tess, who's also on the line, herself is a newlywed. She got married, what was it, less than a month ago, Tess? It was a month ago yesterday, not that I'm counting. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, too. Um, and Tess, before we let, we let Alicia go, I just wanted to know if you had any last questions, bride to bride. <laughs> you know, it was really interesting to hear you say that you got a lot of pushback for your decisions because I feel like most people try and respect a bride's vision so I'm wondering if when everything played out perfectly and you were so happy that day if you felt that people kind of saw your vision come together and were like oh this is what she was trying to do the Mm, whole time like did you convert them yeah (laughs) yeah I think I did (laughs) I think I've always been the crazy friend the non-traditional friend and I think one of the biggest things that I don't know if it's initially pushback, but people voicing their opinions on things sometimes with the dress, saying, are you sure you're not going to regret not wearing white? This mm-hmm. is your one opportunity to wear white. And I think everyone has well intentions when they bring those things up. But at the same time, no, <laughs> I don't regret it at all. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your special day with us, Alicia. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yes. Talk soon. Yes. Thanks. Bye-bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our next guest is making her second return here to Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. She's a professional bridesmaid and author of Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, stories of growing up, looking for love, and walking down the aisle for complete strangers. Welcome, Jen Glantz. Hi, Jen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming back. That must mean you like us. I love this show. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't know why I just like started this interview off by like setting you up to compliment me, but whatever. <laughs> that's what that's how it's going. Um, so Jen, we are talking. Yeah. We are talking all about untraditional weddings and specifically crazy over-the-top themed weddings. No one in the world probably has been to more weddings than you have. Can you tell us about the craziest or sort of most non-traditional wedding you've been a part of? Sure. So I've definitely seen this as a trend over the past couple of years. People are stepping out of the box of doing the generic and instead infusing their own personalities and their own interests in their weddings. I once worked a wedding for a bride who had a Doctor Who themed wedding, which was super cool. Wow. Uh, most recently, I worked a wedding for a couple who did almost a fairy tale vibe for their wedding. So the bride was a princess, the groom was a knight, and that's what they went with. So I have really seen it all, but I think it's really cool that that the trend is going this way um and you how many weddings have you probably been to in total just an estimate so in the past three years of working this job I have worked with over 80 clients and been to a lot of those weddings oh my gosh so do you feel like do you prefer the non-traditional weddings just in the sense that you've gone to so many it's kind of fun to see someone do something really crazy or do you not really have a preference I really prefer the non-traditional weddings. I think that these days society makes it so easy to have a paint-by-numbers wedding where you know exactly what to do, exactly what's going to happen. So when you go to a wedding when there's a twist or you walk into a reception and you see a scene that you would never guess you'd see, it's a really cool vibe and feeling for your guests. And so do any details from any of these like crazy weddings you've been to really stand out to you in terms of something in particular that was so over the top like the way a bride made an entrance or like a really elaborate piece of decor yeah i worked a couple weddings at museums they were not traditional wedding wedding venues so a lot of what made that really cool was the artwork all around it kind of made it feel like the wedding was being taken over by the museum and that was awesome i did a wedding where a bride released doves and that was really cool Um, i did a wedding where i had to walk a dog down the aisle and that was right before the bride's grand entrance so People are adding in whether it's a hobby or a pet that they love or just something cool and magical they've always wanted. They're adding that into their entrances and to their overall wedding. Wait, Tess, did you incorporate your dogs into your wedding at all? No, Tess has two dogs that she loves. My dogs are crazy oh, animals. No. <laughs> they can't be tamed, and it would have not ended well. But the dove thing I'll is intriguing. <laughs> I feel like any kind of incorporation of live animals is just like taking it to another level. Right, you're asking for it to be beyond your control. Right. That's a little scary. Exactly. It's like your guests are your guests are animals enough. <laughs> but to each right. their own. I was going to say right. that sometimes you're are more behaved than your wedding guests so maybe um, having such care kind of sets the standard for your guests who knows and so as a bridesmaid for hire Jen do brides ever ask you for opinions or feedback about the theme or style of their weddings 
Sure. So oftentimes brides will ask me for my opinion on how they should make their wedding unique. I think a lot of people are over this trend of having an extravagant $100,000 wedding, and instead they're looking for something different, something unique, and on a very small budget. So a lot of what I do is help brides figure out exactly the kind of wedding of their own personal dreams and try to make it happen on a budget that's not going to make them go broke after their wedding, and that's definitely doable. Yeah, we actually just talked to someone before we jumped on the phone with you that estimated that she spent about ten to $15,000 on her Harry Potter-themed wedding, which is about $10,000 below, I think, what is the national average. I think the average that people spend on weddings is about twenty-five k. Yeah, and I think getting away with ten, fifteen, even five grand will make you enjoy your wedding a little bit more because you know that it's not costing you an arm and leg to put on. You know, sometimes I go to these weddings that are so expensive, and the bride, the family, everyone's just uptight because they know how much it costs and they want to make sure they get the best value, and that doesn't always happen. Oh my God, yeah, my mom feels uptight if we like go to dinner and the cocktails cost more than five dollars, <laughs> which is like typically everywhere in New York. <laughs> Um, Tess, who is um, here because she is a newlywed herself. She got married one month and one day ago. She just told me. Um, she did not have a crazy themed wedding. She had a more, I guess as we would say in this episode, traditional wedding. I did. But very beautiful and special. But um, one thing that Tess said when we were chatting earlier is that she was sort of inspired by Beauty and the Beast and wanting that kind of like fa- fairy tale glamour. And I was saying that's very trendy right now with the, you know, the revival coming back. Do you see that a lot as well, Jen, that sort of things that are sort of spiking in pop culture end up creating trends in the bridal industry. Definitely. And a lot of those trends happen because of movies, but most likely they happen because of celebrities. You know, if the Kardashians Mm. have a wedding and they do something, then people are going to copy that. Or, you know, if the prince and princess are doing something and um, everyone else is going to copy what they have. So it's really a copycat kind of environment where everyone just wants to have what the big celebs, the big influencers and the big movies are having. Yeah, and good for Kim. She's had multiple weddings, so it's like double, triple the amount of inspo. Oh, for sure. You never know how many more she may have in the future, so you could all stay tuned for that. Oh, my God. I believe in Kimmy forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fight you on that, Jen. (laughs) Well, Jen, thank you so much. We always love having you on the podcast. And where is the best place for people to get more info about your amazing, fabulous, crazy career of being a bridesmaid for hire? Oh, thank you. People can find me at bridesmaidforhire.com. They can check out Always a Bridesmaid for Hire on Amazon or bookstores. And if they want to email me personally, it's jenglance at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Celebrity planner Sharon Sachs of Sachs Productions directs, orchestrates, and conducts extraordinary events for some of the world's most elite clients. A few of her notable celebrity weddings were for Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, Michael Jordan and Vet Preto, as well as Lily Aldridge to Caleb Falwell. You can tell I don't know how to pronounce any celebrities' names. She has worked on behalf of other celebrities such as the Olsen Twins, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, and Madonna, no big deal. Sharon not only predicts current trends, but also sets the stage for them. She frequently appears on shows including Entertainment Tonight, The Insider, Extra, TV Guide, Access Hollywood, and E!, and was most recently named as one of the seven celebrity wedding planners to put on your radar by InStyle Magazine. So there is no one better to join the podcast to talk about extravagant weddings than Sharon. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Great. You have quite the client list there. 
It's been great and fun. I love it. <laughs> you love it. So when you have, so you're obviously dealing with clients that have probably unlimited budgets, have huge dreams, and know that their wedding is going to be photographed and seen by millions of people around the world. So when you have a client that makes an outrageous request that is nearly impossible, how do you handle it? Is your MO that you can make anything come true? Well, our MO is there is no no in our vocabulary. Mm. We search and research and we make it happen. So have you ever had to tell a client no? Um, no. <laughs> no, you may I get... Have never said, <laughs> I have never said no. I may have altered the look. Okay, okay. A touch, like somebody who wanted to be, you know, my bride wanted to be dropped onto the dance floor. Ah. So what we did is we, instead of bringing her in the way she wanted, we brought her in another way. Okay. But she did come down from the ceiling. Okay. She floated down from the ceiling like magic. Um, and so, yep. you know, I think it's so common for so many people to turn to celebrity weddings for inspiration. Since you were the one who was planning the celebrity weddings, how, where do you get inspiration? How do you make these over-the-top magical events happen? You know, fashion is an incredible way of sort of inspiring me and even nature you know i may look at a shape of a tree and i may get an idea for the way the back stage should look mm. for the band you know old films are an incredible inspiration for me stairwells mm. it's, it's you know when you look at things there's a bigger picture than just what you're seeing here and now. And if you take an extra second, I think you'll be surprised at what you can develop from it. And so in some ways, you I mean, you are truly an artist in that way, taking inspiration from everything in the world. Do you feel like you are sort of plotting, you know, you see an, an elaborate staircase and it sort of gives you an epiphany or idea? Are you almost filing these ideas away in your own brain and then sort of waiting for the client with the right sort of vision to come along? Or do you normally have someone specific you're working for and then you sort of open up your brain to what might work for that person? I, I think it's the latter. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I found myself walking down the street and Chanel had a incredible fashion show um, outside, sort of on their video screens. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at it for a moment, one turn in the runway gave me an idea and it got put away. And then, you know, I, it's not stored it usually becomes an inspiration as a result of the bride I'm working with. Hmm. Okay. So, and, you know, I'm looking at it and then I think that would be perfect for her, you know? And so do, does a Kim Kardashian type, does she come to you with a, you know, a very specific idea of what she wants? Or are people usually coming to you saying like, I want something really cool that's never been done before. What can you do for me? You know, all the celebrities that we work with, are are incredible because you know they've seen it all they've experienced it all so they come to us with a an understanding of a little bit of what they want but more humble um there is not and it's an honor to work alongside of celebrities mm -hmm. is there a, is there one wedding in particular that you are the most proud of planning and pulling off and why? I loved my first wedding. 
Mm. And it was a wedding that took place at a private estate. And we had an orchestra performing for the ceremony. We had a named performer singing Ave Maria just Mm. before the bride came down the aisle. We had 60 violins on the stairwell for cocktails. And then the guests found themselves in this magnificent tent that they had a band. And then from the band, they had a named performer. And then from there, they went to two other performers, named performers for that night. You know, it, and it wasn't a celebrity, hmm. but it was the greatest kickoff for me in this industry ever. Yeah, that's a really high bar to have set at your first wedding. <laughs> I had to build a tent yeah. just for the entertainers. I had over 140 entertainers. Oh, my gosh. I think traditionally, you know, most of us pedestrians who are planning weddings, we think about working with a caterer and working with a florist. Right, right. But you're planning right. events on such a huge scale. Are there sort of some unexpected people that you call on? Like, I would almost think that you would be consulting with I don't know, set designers or just some people that are sort of of a different scale. I I do. I I absolutely do. We work with set designers. We work with um, art departments, Mm. sometimes at the studios. We work with um, an incredible array of floral designers Mm. from, you know, Jeff Latham to whomever. It's, It's all about tapping into who can deliver the best product for the for the house we're building as i would like to call it Mm. you know because we start at scratch so there's a whole understanding of you know building a model Mm -hmm. and why do we build a model we build a model because then the client has no doubt they can see the scale they understand everything so we reach out to absolutely everyone that can bring simplicity to the understanding of what this extravagant night is going to be about. Hmm. And is there a commonality in the clients you work with, something that everyone sort of wants, like a theme that people are asking you for or a special touch people ask you for again and again? You know, there's no greater gift and there's no greater touch than having your guests not feel separated from you, but feel a part of you. Hmm. And that is about you, the bride and groom, being active in your night. Hmm. You know, I just left my bride now, a new bride, and she was saying to me that, you know, sometimes she goes to weddings and the brides sort of, and the grooms, don't make themselves as available as should be. Mm-hmm. And and her words to me were, I want to be with my guests in the center of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be distant. And what that creates is a feeling of family and love. Mm. And that's the energy that all my brides want as their guests are leaving. That's amazing. Um, So one thing we've been talking in particular about on the podcast are people who have specific themed weddings. And I'm talking Harry Potter, Star Wars, things like that. It's been a big trend. I think it's really been fueled by social media. What do you think of those kinds of theme weddings? Um, There's something for everyone, you know. (laughs) Have I done one? 
No, but I, I know that I, I was on Maria and Maria Menounos and Kevin, her fiance, and he was talking about that he wanted to do a, you know, Star Wars or, you know, one of those type of weddings. Mm. And, you know, it's amazing, but some people want to turn it into such a, fro- a night of frolic mm. and fun. I mean, some people get married on Halloween. Right. Which gives them a feeling of dress up to a specific theme. Right. Some right. people get married on a, on a ship on, in New Orleans and they turn it into a Mardi Gras ship. So there's always somebody who wants to not just have the wedding be the theme, but they want to add a little extra touch. And all about that it has not been fun. a request that I've received. Mm, not yet, but probably will be not someday. Yet. And you won't say no, Kevin of course. And Maria, we're talking about it. But. <laughs> so you have to circle back with them. And then final question: Are there any trends you're totally sick of in weddings? Sick of? You know, I don't think I don't think I'm sick of anything. You're such a romantic. You know, it, it, it just, it, I think the theme is romance, mm. you know, and sometimes people do it one way or another, and it, it's all about, it's all about the bride and the groom, and I, I, I'm loving, you know, one of my brides didn't want to have one wedding cake, which mm. I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And so what we did when it was time for the wedding cake is we brought a smaller wedding cake to the center for the bride and groom. And all of a sudden, coming to each table was an individual cake that had a picture of the bride and groom during their relationship. That's so cute. And then so each table, the waiter was there cutting the cake for them. So the guests cut the cake the same time the bride and groom did. And I think that made it a lot of fun. A lot of brides and grooms are sort of turning away from, you know, the dressed wedding cake. So they're going undressed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not as big a deal anymore mm-hmm. I love that with multiple cakes cake is always yeah, one of my phenomenal. favorites <laughs> well Sharon thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and insight with us you do such amazing work and it's so fun to see the over the top glamorous celebrations that you put together thanks so much well it's an honor to be a part of Cosmopolitan thank you bye 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 Tess it was so fun to spend the last I don't even know how many minutes talking about weddings with you thank you so much for doing this with me all I wanted was to talk more about weddings all you wanted was to talk more about weddings is there anything in the past however many minutes why do I keep saying that I don't know but anything in our phone conversations you learned that you wish you'd known before your wedding um handmade Harry Potter ones I mean maybe yeah I guess I like wish I cared less what people think yeah because it takes like a certain kind of person to be like I don't care what anyone thinks and I very much respect that but it's not me yeah um so yeah good for everyone we talk to who like does her own thing that's awesome so if you could do it all again you would do it exactly the same way I just wouldn't give a shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) you would do it all the same but you would care less well Tess thank you so much for joining us and do you want to we always finish by having you shout out your Twitter handle so if people have wedding questions or anything else that they want to talk to you about, they know where to find you. Sure. My Twitter handle is terribly embarrassing, but it is Tessie, T-E-S-S-I-E, underscore the underscore mess. Tessie the mess. <laughs> underscore, underscore. <laughs>
<laughs> it was like 2011. It's fine. <laughs> we we all we all have that <laughs> social handle hiding in our past. Um, well, Tess, thank you so much. And as always, you guys can find me everywhere at Elisa Benson. I love to hear from you. Let me know what you want to hear us talk about on a future episode of the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour Podcast. And thank you as always for listening. Please share it and like it and rate it and email me if you feel like it. Um, love hearing from you guys. And I'll see you next week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.